Mind Hood and Evil. We're your host. I'm Mike. That's Chris. What's up? Slim. What are we getting into today? Man, you already know what it is, man. Before we even start, I just want to go ahead and let everybody know that you should go ahead and follow Beyond Hood and Evil. If you ain't following Beyond Hood and Evil on the IG page, on the Spotify page, on the Apple Podcast page, you're doing yourself a disservice. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and hit us up on Instagram at Beyond Hood and Evil. Make sure you follow the page and share the page with a friend. Am I saying that we're going to blow up your feed? No. <laughs> Am I saying that we're going to be posting content that you need to know, though? Yes. If you're listening to us right now on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button and rate us. If you can't rate us, that just means you ain't listened to enough episodes. So make sure you double up, play a few, and then come back and rate us. If you're listening on Apple, make sure you hit subscribe and rate us. And if you're listening on neither of those platforms, do the same damn thing. All right, let's get into it. You already know what it is, Beyond Hood and Evil. And today for... Kind of the be evil of it. It's a combination beyond and evil of it, man. We're going to get into <laughs> your homies not being your homies. You know what I mean? For a long time, it seemed like in life, there was a bro code, you know what I'm saying? A guy code, you know, homies over. Today, with this generation of emotional gangsters, I feel like that really has dissipated. And there's a lot of different archetypes that we all fall into, but we feel like there are three main categories this episode, we're going to try to get into those three categories. I like that, Chris. You know, last week we got into women hate women. And um, I feel like this is a little bit of a balancing act, right? Because there's there's multiple sides to these coins. And this is not to do it to like protect ourselves or anything. This is also just like, nah, real shit, real talk. You know, not everyone can get it, right? You, know, you can, <laughs> we're, we're, we're spreading the gospel mm-hmm. um, and everyone can get it. So like in this case, you know, for me, you said homies not being homies. I, I definitely want to call this episode "Homies Ain't Homies." That's mm. <laughs> what I want to call this, and you know, we'll we'll mix in some stories there. But uh, you said you got some archetypes, so like, which one you want to start off with? I mean, obviously, the one that's the most prominent in all forms of culture and media right now, the Andrew Tates. Tell me more. The Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. The Joe Rogans. He's the alphas. Yeah, the alpha, man. And I ain't talking about the steppers. I ain't talking about the yeah, steppers. I ain't talking about the walk steppers. Around, walk around with bananas in their pocket. Those, whatever, <laughs> whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? But hissing like a snake. I mean, listen, I don't know what's going on with them, man. Y'all know I was giving it up. But yeah, man, it, it, it's, it seems now that they are the archetype or the people that have received the or been painted with the brush of toxic masculinity. Like if you're mm. someone who refers to yourself as an alpha, first of all, you got some issues going on. <laughs> Second of all, mm. if you do, you're, you're a misogynist. And third of all, you just really, 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 really had a hard time with women coming up. That's what it, those are the three <laughs> things that typically are pivotal in the life or the characteristics of alpha. And, you know, the more and more, as we get more and more into social media and it becomes a more dominant or predominant thing in our lives, I feel mm-hmm. like these personalities are only going to grow and exacerbate and really just get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's like, dog, we just got these cartoonist figures like Andrew Tate, who is the most alpha of all alpha males that you can see. It's not realistic. Like his representation of what it means to be a man is nuts. Because Chris, I've seen this name. I've seen yes. it on memes now. You just said it. And you 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 already know, but for new listeners, uh, you know, I am Mike and I, and I sit under a rock a bit intentionally. <laughs> so who the fuck is Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate is a personality that... Almost seemed like he came out of nowhere, but that's not true. He's a part of what they call the manosphere on YouTube. 
for all you folks that don't know, the Manosphere is a piece of YouTube that is basically just content and information for young men or men who are struggling with their identity in the world. So you go to YouTube and you learn how to be a man because there's not really uh, great representations of masculinity in society. So you have to find it where you can. So people that don't have it in their life, that people that don't have mentors or things of that nature to really show them what's a positive role model in their life, you end up on these different pages on YouTube, watching Joe Rogan or watching the Harsh Twins, watching Andrew Tate, watching, you know, Kevin Samuels, watching Derek Jackson, things like that. L- listening to Chris Stiff. No, I don't do that. I'm not a part <laughs> of the manosphere. <laughs> I'm not a part of the manosphere. <laughs> That's not true. I'm not a part of the manosphere. Do I have... Traits and characteristics of what I think a man should be, yes, but I'm not a part of the mental space. But, but Chris, you six five, yeah, you know, two 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 something, yeah, and you looking a little diesel these days. And when I see Andrew Tate, I, I see you know, he's shorter, of course. <laughs> so, so 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 he already got some complexes that he got to deal with. <laughs> he's not short, but he's not short. He's, I said he's shorter, yes, uh, but he's he's six one, he's six one. I'm looking at this photo, and you know he like he can lift some things above yeah. his head, which is cool. Um, so the archetype physically. Is there? You know, I'm not a baddie, but I fit the description. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into that. Or, man. or, or that was not me. I don't fit the description. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that is not me. Uh, I don't. That is not me. I don't prescribe <laughs> to those sorts of things. I think that's stupid. I feel like, as you all know, I've said it multiple times. I feel like I'm an individual, man. I'm not somebody that's trying to be a part of a community to gain an identity. I feel like my identity is me, and then I'll just float how I want to float. Mm-hmm. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. Point being, these type of people are going to become more and more prominent. And problematic because they're going to spew more and more cartoonish quotes. Like the things he says is just hilarious. <laughs> like when you listen to him, it's funny. But the sad part is that women are by them sharing it or commenting or interacting with his content that helps to grow his content because it, in, it improves his reach because it mm-hmm. shows the algorithm is set up. So when you say things like this or inflammatory things, the more content and more comments that you get, it makes it, it spreads it wider to more people in an organic way. It's almost the same idea with Kevin Samuels. People don't know this, but before he became wildly popular during the pandemic, he, mm-hmm. his page was just made, like primarily used as a place where men can go of all ages and learn about personal grooming, hygiene, style, fashion, uh, lifestyle things. And when I mm-hmm. say lifestyle, I mean like lifestyles of being a young dapper man in the world. Most of his content was even geared towards reviewing men, improving men's lives, things you could do to become better. But then he made a quick pivot and it kind of just stayed in that lane when he's made that one consultation with a woman and that just took off. And then he just stopped doing all the stuff for men and started doing content only directed at women. Now, the part that you skipped, that is the really key piece. Why, when he made that transition to do the consultation with women, why was it so easy for him to just drop all the male shit? Because men weren't engaging with the content. When you post stuff online about men's issues or men's rights or helping men and all this other stuff, people don't engage. Because men mm-hmm. typically don't engage with stuff like that. Like we, we, men don't leave comments on other men's things. We leave comments on women things. <laughs> you know, money bags, hearts. You know, what I'm saying you look good. You know, positive <laughs> affirmation. Game, you know, that's what men do online. They don't comment on other men's things unless they're like a super fan or something. But mm-hmm. it, when when you post about women, a lot of the times women are quick to come and support each other in a way that's almost superficial because it's like you're only you're commenting. Because it's something negative was being said. If something positive mm-hmm. was being said, it's not like you will be commenting in the same with the same fervor or fervor. So with the Kevin Samuel stuff, it just was funny to see that. Like every time he would post something inflammatory about women, 
a hundred thousand women to share it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at this. But then, yeah, look at this dude. We need to stop him. Da, 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 da. But not knowing that when you share it, you're helping it grow as opposed to mm-hmm. just ignoring it and it would have died, you know. So just back to women hate women. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're fanning the flame. Yeah, you're fanning the flame. You're an accelerant on something that wasn't even a fire. You know, it was just a spark and you made it into a flame. Uh, then you got people like Joe Rogan, who's a part of the man experience simply because he encourages men to work out, eat healthy, read books, mm-hmm. take vitamins, you know, uh, explore the world, not to get settled down when you're young. These are all things that Joe Rogan preaches on his podcast a lot. But a lot of people say that's toxic. You shouldn't be telling men to want to lift weights. You shouldn't be telling men to want to read books about like hunting. You shouldn't want to hunt. You shouldn't want to learn about animals. You shouldn't take certain vitamins. You shouldn't want to. You should, you should want to settle down when you're young, even though most women say they don't want to settle down when you're young nowadays, too, which is the mental gymnastics I always talk about. Because look at the Lord, <laughs> look at Laura Harvey. She's too young to settle down. Men, Joe Rogan, men shouldn't settle down when they're young. That's toxic. Yeah, man, that's where we at with it today with the alphas, at least. My first thought is, well, where do you and I fit in that category? We're not in that category, we're in other categories. I think we, I think we fall into one of the other two categories. I, I, like I said, I'm not somebody... <sighs> I've been called alpha before. I don't like mm-hmm. it. I don't Because <laughs> it's like not it. true. Yeah. Because it is the truth. It's the connotation. Comfortable with it. It's the connotation. I'm not. A, I'm not into that. Like I don't subscribe to someone categorizing me as something like that. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit my personality. Because I, I do like to take the lead in my relationships. Doesn't mean that I have. I'm prototypically an alpha. I just like somebody. I like. I'm somebody who like opening the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you get in my car, I want you to open the door. I want to open the door for you. If you're walking on the street, I put I make sure that I'm walking on the side of the street. You're talking you're about chivalry. Chivalry, it, chivalry yeah. cannot be wedded into alpha mentality. I, I am what they call a gentleman. But you know what I'm saying? I try to be a gentleman. And, 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 but that scene is alpha now. Like, oh, man, we walk in, we go to the grocery store together. I want, I'm going to carry all the bags. You know what I'm saying? Well, why, you're not going to let me help you? No, I don't need your help. I need you to get the door. Cause I have all the bags, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's the type of dude. I'm just that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, we going out, you're going to pay. I'm going to pay. You know, it's fine. Oh my God, you paid us. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? But it's fine though. I want you to feel taken care of, you know, it's just, that's how I am. But apparently that's also a negative connotation. Cause it's like almost fostering this idea that women can't do for themselves. And that's mm-hmm. the negative connotation with it. Like, Oh, you do all this. Cause you think women can't do. It's like, no, I do all this. Cause I want to. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to know that I want to do these things for you because I want to be seen as a provider towards you. You know what I'm saying? And that mental gymnastics again, it's like you open the door for a woman. I had it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just open the door. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, hey, what's going on? Hey, excuse me. I have a boyfriend. I was just trying to walk past you. Like, <laughs> like it's not even that deep. Tap shorty on the shoulder. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I should have tapped her in a smaller her back. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just, just gentle t- uh, on your left, you know, as Mike said, on your left. <laughs> on your left. On your right. <laughs> but it's just it's just that. I don't think we fall into the alphas. At least I don't think I do. Maybe at one point, I feel like you may have. But at this point in your life, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it knows the, that archetype, at least the one which is setting the tone with the alpha mentality. I have a problem with it. Um... Because I don't feel like men need to be reminded to be quote unquote men. Yeah. Like that's not just, what are you talking about? It, and you know me, typically I tie these things back to race. I tie these things to other things. Um, but it kind of reminds me of like the white America, mm-hmm. right? Like the old times, like we need to be like the old times. And then these, 
was, you know, whatever the fuck people say. I, I don't even have room in my mind to even make up some shit to make a joke out of it. Mm. To me, that's what I hear. It's like, what do you mean a man be a man? Like, cause, so what am I being to you? It's like, what is not a man to you? I want you to say the word. Not you, Chris, but this is what I want to say to dudes. And they might say, you're being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're being a hoe. They might even venture to say, depending on how toxic they are, Chris, they might say, you're being gay. Oh, you wilder. That's gay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm saying this. I'm, I'm saying that that may be in the world. <laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. It does make the cut. But yeah, for me, I just, I feel uncomfortable with that sentiment because at the end of the day, I just think you're using that as a mask for something else. It's like, have you been hurt before? Like as a child, did you not get the love that you wanted from either of your parents or... If you were, un well, depending on your parents, you could be unlucky or lucky. Uh, you did not get that love from your guardians, right? Were you embarrassed in school because you couldn't read or some shit so people made fun of you? Were you fat as a kid, right? Did you have a stutter, right? Were you poor, right? Did you not have nice things, right? Did you grow up in a family where your father or your brothers or your uncles, your grandfather were super insecure and believed in archaic mentalities like those are the like the things that just like rattle off in my mind when Mike, I, I feel attacked I feel attacked first of all I feel attacked you gotta relax <laughs> you gotta relax <laughs> I can rattle this off because that's immediately what I think of and some of those things many of those things could be true for those people that identify as alphas mm. right because at the end of the day I am going to put myself in a category that we will get to um, that is a little bit alpha. There are aspects of me where I will be a decision maker, right? I will make a decision, but why? Because I hang around lots of very low maintenance people. <laughs> and they're like, I don't care. Whatever, whatever you want to do. I just want to have a good time, right? My wife will, you know, and many times have opinions about things that are not related to actually making decisions. <laughs> yeah. well, we right? all know the only decision she should make is in the kitchen. That's the only decision. <laughs> No, no, hey, hey, no, no. She, she, right? She, she cutting all the checks right now. Chill, 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 chill. Oh, you're right, you're right, right? Because I'm she's funny a provider. Right now. Yeah, she's a, she's, she's a provider. She's, she's, right. she's provider right now. You know, she's a sister soldier right now. She's doing her thing. You know what I mean? So chill. Don't, don't. Come on, man. I'm trying to live this for a little bit longer. No, no, no. no. Forget uh, all that, man. She need to come home after working all day. She needs to come home, take a bath. You know what I'm saying? Get dolled up, put on a dress, high heels, then make dinner. That's obvious. You know what I'm saying? The steak better be bloody. <laughs> and the rice better not be mushy. You know what I mean? That's what we're talking about. And if we're talking about the true reality of what it's like for her to come home, if it's the wintertime, I'm running her bath, Chris. So yeah, she might come home to a bath, Chris. Um, and if we do go out, she may ask me, you know, you know, to help her choose an outfit. So these things are relationally connected, <laughs> but they don't go in that sequence. But that's how I feel, though, about these dudes, Chris. And I can get, you know, really heated in that. And I know some of this will be triggering for you and some of the dudes that listen to this podcast. But just do know when you're talking to Mike and you come with that true alpha shit. And again, we're not talking about the steppers. We ain't talking about the steppers. But they probably fit in this category, too, some of them, right? Because the alphas be alphas. They probably gravitate toward alpha just because of the name, right? Mm -hmm. Not even because of the guys yeah. on the line with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's what is this thing that's driving you to feel like you need to be like ultra masculine? That's, that's, that's my thing. Not even a toxic masculinity shit, right? But I'm just talking like an ultra-masculine dude. That's my only question. And then typically, because of what I rattled off earlier, those are my issues with that. But Chris, we can move on to bucket number two. Bucket number two, you got the people who will be seen as what the alphas would call the betas <clears throat> and what the 
the clucks. What do they call it? What do they call it? Yeah, the clucks. That's what alphas <laughs> would call them, a cuck or a beta. That's what alphas <laughs> would call them. And then, but but they would probably self-identify as people who are just not alpha. Like we're just we're just regular guys. It's like we don't prescribe to that. We just want to be, you know. I don't even know what they call themselves. That's the issue. I, they don't really have a title. So you obviously make, don't fit in this box. If you, see I feel like I definitely don't. I definitely, I definitely don't fill in this box. You know what I'm saying? I definitely don't fill in this box. They, they different. Like they just do different stuff. They, they got a different mentality. Like you got it. It's like you got the people that's like almost like the Derek Jacksons. You know, he's mm-hmm. someone who said a bunch of stuff. He looked like an alpha, but he presented like these guys. Like you got to support this. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do that. For women, you got to do this. For women, you got to do that. For they can't. They just but that pandering, pandering, pandering. Just constant pandering, pandering, pandering. Really, just trying to uh, what's that? Deceive women into getting in, into their panties. Like that's basically what it is. Thinking mm-hmm. they're saying all the right things at all the right times to really deceive women, get them on their side, just for them to end up doing them worse than an alpha dude would do. At least, <laughs> at least an alpha dude, you might come out with a bag, you know what I'm saying? You might come out with a couple of dates, a couple of trips, you know what I'm saying? A, a uh-huh. house, a home, a, a stable family <laughs> with an alpha dude, you know what I'm saying? Like something like that. With these dudes, you don't, you don't get nothing but dick. Like that's what you about to get. <laughs> and all that just to get dick down and left behind. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you had the hotep dudes, you know what I mean? Like the hotep. <laughs> oh, Lord. You are the queen of, you are the queen of my thousand sons. You are the light in my darkness, you know? You are the rose and the field of the lilies. You know, all these things. You are the queen of a thousand moons. Like, all this other stuff. that don't really say nothing. Saying a bunch of stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's just my ebony goddess. My chocolate princess. You know what I'm saying? You are my milk of magnesia. It's like, what are we talking about? All that stuff sound cool, <laughs> but it don't mean nothing. You can get some waist beads, an art tattoo, and, a, and an earth sign. And then you end up with, a, as a single mom, that's the last thing you're about to end up with. Single mom. This dude is not about to raise that kid. After he dropped them kids off, he shoot the club up, he's out. Baby, I just don't they really believe. Kids off. Exactly. I don't really believe in traditional family structures. I think that you and I should just, you know, connect from time to time and intertwine when you need to relieve your mind. I'm here hey. to relieve your stress through this sex, but then I want you, then I'm wishing you the best. You know, things like that that don't really make make sense. Like, bro, what are you doing? Oh, you got the other guys like I my, my name is this, I'm that. You shouldn't be with that guy. Da, 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 da. He's a girl. Da, 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 da. You, you know, like Gilly Kid always say. A shoulder to cry on and turns into a dick to ride on. That's what he say mm. all the time. And it's like, that's, that's what they do. They just, these dudes that be in the friend zone, hoping, wishing, mm-hmm. praying for a day when you they can get to lay you down. So, and I feel like those are people that's like on, kind of like on the H Street podcast or, you know. Uh, you wouldn't even know where to start. That's how I know you're not in this goddamn box, Chris. It's so- oh, no, nah, because it's not interesting. <laughs> They're not interesting people. They just say a bunch of lies. It's like, this, not, this is not really you, bro. I know this is not you. There's no dude out here that really think this way. It's not possible. Now, not- Chris, I'm, I'm going to say two things. One thing before we got on this microphone, you said that uh, there was what the world used to be. You said there used to be jocks and there used to be nerds. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think in this case, an alpha would be the equivalent of a jock. Right. And a yeah. beta would be the equivalent of a nerd. Yes. Um, and I'm going to just say, I'm going to subscribe to this real quick. I'm going to hit the button. I'm mm-hmm. going to subscribe to this real quick. And when I... When I think about it, nerds always wanted to be jocks. <laughs> but you got to play your position, mm. right? And just like in sport, you got to play your position well, right? Yes. To make it all work. So a jock's going to do what a jock's going to do. Facts. Um, and as a result, the, in this case, the woman will have her experience with this jock, which is likely means she'll be hurt unless she Facts. truly just wants to be a trophy, right? Which people do subscribe to these lifestyles. A beta 
we'll take what is left. <laughs> the, the remnants of a very confident, once confident woman who just needs some reassurance, who needs a bit of support, who needs a bit of love, right? Yes. And not to say that any of these things are right or wrong, but a, a beta typically wants to be a jock. So to the point you're making, yeah, beta probably might treat you worse than a jock. Because you, <laughs> you're going to be in an even more vulnerable position where you meet this person who is not equipped <laughs> to give you what you actually want from them, but you feel this wholesomeness. You feel this emotional connection to this person, but it's still manipulative. Now, Chris, in this case, nerds want to be jocks, betas want to be alphas. And so when I think about these boxes, I would say if we were to just keep it as these two, because I don't know where you're going with the third, just for the record, um, I'd probably put myself in the alpha beta, alpha slash beta. So the way I look at this is like, you know, I was talking about making decisions and all of that. I'm just keeping it in a decision-making matrix. Alpha to me is just, you know, being able to like, I'm going to control the situation. This is what I do. This is the experience. This is what's going to happen. Beta is a little more passive, Mm -hmm. right? Willing to go with the punches, willing to go with the flow. I just want to make it easy. No stress. Mm -hmm. Me, I would say I can be either or depending on the situation. When I take any of those personality tests, right, whether they're going to spit out and give you a bunch of letters that's your personality or whether they give you a fucking color <laughs> that's your personality or they give you an animal, whatever, whatever they're going to give you as your result, I always get, and this has been a decade that I've been taking these dumbass tests. For a decade, I've always gotten something close to a chameleon, something really close to the idea that I will be who I need to be depending on the situation and the environment. Mm. If I need to take over, I'll take over. If I can sit back because I trust who's taking over, I'll sit back. Only thing I really care about is that whatever we came to do, that it gets done. That's the only thing I care about. Are we enjoying ourselves in this experience, right? If we're Mm. not, this is over with, Johnny. We're we're done. We're not doing it. But if this is fun, let's keep doing it, right? You want to do this? You want to do that? Let's do it. If you're indecisive, let's not be. (laughs) I don't like that, right? So in this case... That's where I typically land. So I would say if I were to have to pick one bucket to isolate myself, I'd probably just throw myself in alpha because I will probably get pushed to that more often because I told you about my low maintenance friends and because my wife is pretty easy going, right? But if I'm just thinking about myself broadly and where I float between, I do float in between both. Just a little bit about what he's saying, just to jump in there a little bit, man. I just want to say, I always take the personality test. When I was young and insecure, you know what I'm saying? I used to always, you know, because I'm a smart and I'm a learning individual. I used to lie. I used to lie on them tests. I used to lie all the time to get the optimum outcome. My first time I took that joint, I had to be like 11 or 12, man. I got the joint and said I'm supposed to be president of the United States, supposed to be a politician, (laughs) supposed to be a leader of men, a champion, bro. I knew what to say to get all them answers. And I was real myself when I was in uh, college. Yeah, basically, because I want to get the best outcome. Everybody else is getting on this. say I should be a manager at Target. They say I should, I should work at Sandwich. Yeah, I should be a teacher. My dream said you should be a president. You yeah. should be running run the nation. General. You're a general in the exactly, army. Exactly, exactly. Something cool. I was like, yeah, legendary. Yeah, legendary. So then I got real with myself. I, I took it for like the third time in uh, college. And we had to do the True Colors joint, you know, Mines Bridge. Yeah. You know? And I always yeah. got the, um, I got the purple joint. I can't really remember what it was, but then I, I took it again later for my job and I got the same one. And it's like, basically it's like, I fall between the critical analysis person. You know, all I do is just play devil's advocate all the time. I always try, <laughs> all I do is try to look at both sides of the coin. I never want to pick a, I'll never want to pick a side. I always want to be right in the middle. 
because I don't like mm-hmm. either side. I like being able to, like, I argue stuff with people that I don't believe, say things that I don't really think. Just to now, I do want to question that just a little bit because sometimes when we're going through, we have some slips. So, do you pick the middle or do you pick the extremes, Chris? Oh, I usually pick the extreme because you can't find people. Thank you. There we go. Just want to make you sure. can't you can't find people is really where people stand unless you go to op- the hard opposite hey. of where they stand. I'm a middle guy. Exactly. Mike has <laughs> always been a middle guy. Yeah, I, I always pick an extreme. Mike don't care. He'd be like, man, listen, man, it's not that deep. I'm like, oh, you It's not that deep. And I see, I see you like somebody react to something. I'm like, oh, you really feel that way. Let me go to offices just to see what this person's telling. Let me do the temperature check. So I really think that black people deserve to be shot more. More black people in jail. People be like, what? Why would you even say that, Chris? And I'm just saying they like energy. Yeah, energy, energy. I don't care about this energy. I don't believe that energy. I don't care about this. Shit ain't yeah, that deep. It's not that deep for real. Just, you know what I'm saying? I just want to see if you get mad. Uh, do you really have talking points? Do you really have talking points? Or are you just saying stuff that you heard before? What do you think, though? Like, I'm just saying this and this. But what do you think? You're saying a bunch of stuff that other people told you to think. Anyway, yes. um, I say all that to say, yeah, man, I definitely wouldn't prescribe to that, though. I don't think I'm a... I don't, I don't like nothing nah, that had to do with it because it's a no. disingenuous it's a disingenuous piece that really turns me off from that. Like I don't mm-hmm. like people that aren't genuine. I don't like people that's always lying. To me, you gotta be honest in all things you do, even if it's something you did wrong. You should be honest about it because the sooner you get it out in the open, the sooner you can get through it with whoever you with. I don't like the idea of being conniving or none of that. I feel like to me, those are things that aren't aligned with what it means to me to be a man. So I don't like the mm-hmm. beta thing. Like I'm gonna say anything just to get women on my side. It sounds stupid. Um, I'd rather be honest with you. Like, oh, I'm getting fat. You think I'm fat? <sighs> I mean, listen, man. <laughs> if you wanna go to the gym, we should go to the gym. Well, what are you trying to say? L- listen, I'm not. You say you do. You feel fat? Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> you feel fat? Cause I think you look fine. But if you feel fat, we can we can figure it out. Yo, so I got to jump in. Air is going to hate me for this. So, bro, tell me why yesterday, to this same damn point, she hit me with this dumbass question, right? Uh, she's like, yo, so Erica's, there's there's this thing with people and they like they like bigger clothes now. You know, I'm going to just blame it on Yeezy, but I know he ain't the, he ain't the first to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like oversized T-shirts, just like mm-hmm. big T-shirts. And Erica wants to wear an oversized T-shirt. I'm like, cool. I don't really, literally, I don't care. Like wear however you wear whatever you want to wear, like no matter the environment. Some situations where you need to dress up, I'll just let you know. Like, hey, yeah, I may not know because I also don't care about situations, so I'm gonna just go into it how I go into it, uninformed. Mm-hmm. Or I'm be like, yo, this is gonna be super low key, dress down, dress down. But most of the time, it's just like wear what you want to wear. Because I have friends where they just high maintenance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will they will dress to the T no matter where we go. A mm-hmm. motherfucker will walk through the park in heels, and it's like, oh, we at a park right now. Like, did you need the heels? No, mm-hmm. right? But they're not going to wear tennis shoes because when they step out, they step out, right? Mm-hmm. But Erica, she's pretty chill. So uh, she's wearing this big T-shirt and then she has the nerve before we go out to a casual dinner, casual dinner. She has the nerve. She was like, so is the T-shirt big or do like I make the T-shirt look big? First, I... <laughs> the First thing that popped into my mind, literally, I was just like, I looked at her and I f- like furrowed my eyebrows and I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, wh- like tell me what you're really saying. Like, mm. like asking me the real question you want to ask me. I was like, but if she says it again, no, I just want to know, like, is the t-shirt big or do I make the t-shirt look big? Mental gymnastics. Go ahead. Chris, that is not, what's the question that she's asking me, Chris? Do I look fat? Thank Am you. Am I fat? Am I fat? 
you know, and there's this there's this Vince Staples uh, video from an interview yes, yes. that I love because I was like, this is me to a T. And I wish I could run this back in my head, you know, but the, the sentiment is he was basically just like, yo, I hate when you try to bring me into your shit. Right. <laughs> and like you're like, if we fat, we fat these days. That's that's just what it is. That's mm-hmm. just like literally there's nothing else I can do. But I'm with you. Like We fat together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in my mind, I'm like, bro, like, first of all, we all just came out of a pandemic. We all put on weight. <laughs> like most people did and mm-hmm. I'm gonna make that broad statement most people did right put on weight it's so, a broad statement broad statement, statement. statement from a broad <laughs> <laughs> it's feminine <laughs> but to the point it was just like yeah bro like I, I, I like she she walked away because I didn't really give her an answer because I just looked at her like what kind of question I just asked her again what kind of question is that so then I realized that like okay I know what she's asking me I like, you know, she walks into the kitchen. I walk to the kitchen, but I just couldn't help but ask one more time. Air, what, like, what, what's the actual question? She, and she like, you know, she takes her time and she's, you know, mumbling. She's like, ah, like, all right. And she just says like, you know, I'm a fat. <laughs> like, do I make, do I make, do I make the shirt look bigger because I'm bigger? And <laughs> I'm like, see, there you go. That's, that's, that's the question. And my answer was, Chris, I was like, you should wear the shirt if you want to wear the shirt. But if you don't like the way you look in the shirt, you should take the shirt off. Mm. We need to leave in five minutes. There you go. Powerful. <laughs> no, that was it. It was just like, what do you want me to do? Like, this is not this is this is not going to be me. But you know what she did? She went, she changed the shirt, and she put on an even tighter shirt <laughs> that showed even more. <laughs> and I was like, you look cute. Let's go. <laughs> and we left the place. So I'm just like, come on, man. You know you're not fat, but yeah, you gained a little weight. Yeah, you did. We did too, but like, don't try to don't 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 do this to me, because I don't do this to you. Like when I when 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 I put on some weight, I I don't I don't I didn't walk around like I'll put on a shirt and know that these the shirts look a little round on my obliques because mm-hmm. I got a stomach now. <laughs> the the shoulders, the little loop in the shoulders for your arms, it's not because my arms are tight because I'm buff, it's because I'm fat right now, right? My collar don't fit around my neck, so I got to leave the shirt open two buttons because I'm fat right now. So I'm gonna take the shirt off. Or I'm gonna walk around in all my glory and be a fat kid. Like there's only two things I can do: keep the shirt on or take the shirt off. But I'm not gonna put this on her to try to make me feel better about some shit I already know about myself. So That's... last thing I'll do before I hand it back because I just got it in my emotional bag just now. <laughs> I also decided that yeah, I was fat. So fuck it, I'm gonna work out. <laughs> and hence the reason why six episodes ago we made a challenge because I needed some accountability. Yes. And I was like, yo, I need to work out. And then just last week, me and you talked about kicking it up to 30 straight days every day before yes. I do it. Right. And that's just where we are. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens? I put my shirt on and I rarely take them back off. Why? Because I look sexy with shirts now. They, they fit, fit now. Yeah. They fit. <laughs> so to me, it was simple A plus B equals C. But I was just like, you're not going to get me on those gymnastics. I'm not doing that. I ain't stretched for that today. But go ahead, Chris. Last bucket. Last bucket, man, is the uh, people that kind of are the floaters. As I like to call them, they really don't subscribe to anything. Float on, float on. Yes, yes. They let people do whatever they want to do, and they just watch it and they just lurk and just be successful quietly. Be successful. And I feel like that's that's kind of where I feel like I fall into. Somebody just quietly just because <laughs> I watch all the stuff, I consume all the content. Don't prescribe to any either way. I just like to know about both. As much as I just proved that I don't really know about the the beta side or whatever, but still. <laughs> 
because I don't like consuming that content because it's disingenuous. It makes me upset. But I, I, I like the idea that I know it exists and I know mm-hmm. it exists. Be, and therefore, by knowing it exists and consuming some of it in small doses is like, oh, OK, I get that. I, I agree with that. That's crazy. So, you know, I feel like this podcast is kind of an example of that and that you're like a balance to me being super duper hyper alpha on a podcast at all times. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just being like, hey, Chris, we'll think about this and think about the wellness of it and this and think about this and think about this. And I feel like that's a good balance that we have on a podcast so that it's kind of that third category is in between. So women can mm-hmm. be upset, but then you come and give them a tissue. Like, hey, toots, here's a handkerchief. <laughs> <for the tears. laughs> hey, sugar. Hey, yeah. sweetie. Hey, sweetie. What's going on? <laughs> I'm here to help pick up the pieces after that Chris shit. just broke it down. But yeah. So I say, "Low key, make me sound like a beta. Pick it up after." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not. I don't. I don't subscribe to any of those things. Uh, <sighs> but I think that's what we're gonna get into. The homies and homies, man. I think those three things are the reasons why homies are homies because you mm-hmm. got people that you don't really know what people stand nowadays. If you're not really looking through those three lenses, it's hard for you to really see where people are at because people are learning how to take advantage of each other at a astronomical rate, at an alarming mm-hmm. rate. <laughs> people are learning to be distrustful of each other because they've been taken advantage of so many times. So that means people mm-hmm. are more jaded than they used to be. And also friendships have become more transactional. You can't just be a friend with somebody if you're not doing something for them a lot of days now with that. You know, you gotta be doing something for somebody all the time to or doing these acts of service, but the acts of service isn't a love language, it's something that's almost perfunctory for uh, a, a relationship to be built. It's like, you're not doing something for me. We can't really interact. It's like, damn. It's like, that's, mm-hmm. when I was little, you ain't had to do, we ain't had nothing. You just friends with somebody, you're like, just to be friends. Like y'all, all y'all had was conversation in y'all company. That's all you really had, you know? Mm-hmm. But now it ain't like that. It's like, you ain't got this, you ain't got this. I can't be rocking with you, buddy. And it's like, even myself, I know I'm not always the best friend in the world because I'm not, I'm not typically super good with the phone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. I'm not good with the phone. But if I'm around you and I, and, I, and I do make the time to see you, I always try to make people feel like they welcome and that they, you know, I, I enjoy people's company when I'm around them. But in mm-hmm. actuality, it's just because I don't really be having the most social battery, man. I don't like going out a lot. <laughs> I don't like talking a lot. You know, I don't like doing a lot of things. I like being by myself a lot of the time, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So it's like in that, it's hard for me to be around people if I like being by myself all the time. It's like if I'm a prioritize my wellness in a way. It's like, I'll just be by myself, bro. Just be by myself. Right. It's just better. It's just better. So the only story I can really think of that I have where like a homie wasn't really a homie. I got, I got two. I remember, and in mine's, in mine's, this, if this should be a very good example of how y'all see how I pick my friends, man. My, my first joint, I had to be like an elementary school. <laughs> way <laughs> Yeah, because I, I learned early on. It ha- I think it happened to me twice. And I was like, oh, okay, I get this. I'm, you're, you're not really my friend. And I should be mm-hmm. I should be very very watchful. People like you. I remember I had a little crush on this girl, and he asked me who I like, and I was like, "Oh man, uh-uh. I kind I kind of like her." And I remember my man just got up and walked smooth up to her and just like, "Yo, my man like you." And that's in a lot of ways, people be like, "That's your homie. He trying to help you out." And it's like for uh-huh. me, that wasn't helping me, bro. I wasn't, wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, bro. <laughs> and she was older than me. And that's now. And as I reflect, I guess that's always been a thing for me. <laughs> she, was, she, was so, she was older than me, so I was like, "Oh man, this all bad." I'm about to turn beat red. Y'all see me? I, I mean, y'all know what I look like. I'm dark skin. I turn beat red. I was like, "No, why would you do that?" He's like getting, real mahogany out there now. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's getting me, like as a friend. Oh my god, <laughs> why would you say that? Oh my god, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just crazy. And then another time. I think I told I think I told this story before. I had a, a dude. He used to he used to kind of 
bully me and my brother a lot. Go ahead. Like bully us a lot. And we was big, but we wasn't mentally big. We was mentally small. You know what I'm saying? I saw myself mm-hmm. as a little kid. Mm-hmm. He just seemed, he seemed bigger than me, even though I was way bigger than him. He used to bully me. And I didn't really understand why. And I said it on this podcast. He basically said he's bullying us because he wanted us to hang out with him, but he wanted to make yeah. sure that he was going to be safe if he hung out with us because- yeah, He wanted to make sure y'all was tough. Yeah, because in the area we grew up, you couldn't be you couldn't be walking around certain areas with people if they wasn't willing to go. So he bullied us. He trying to bully us to make us tougher so that he can know that we was going to go if something happened. And I remember I was just like, what? And I remember really, I really thought about that. I was like, man, this dude not really my friend because instead of just having a conversation with me and, and like really just telling me, yo, like, yo, I need this from you. And this is me as a child <laughs> thinking mm-hmm. this way. Why don't you just communicate your needs to me? Because I could have just told you <laughs> in that moment so you wouldn't have to go through this rigmarole. Dog, I'm not about to fight for you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Because people getting nah. kicked in the head, people getting stabbed and shot. We like eight, nine. They, they doing stuff different. I'm not about to fight for you. Like you, you really, you really got to be somebody close to me for me to do something like that. So, and I was like, I barely know you, bro. I'm not about to be like, I get you want to be my friend, but if we be moving around the areas where we got to be doing, getting down, busting over people there with bottles and bricks and stuff, nah, that's not going to work. And then the final time, all these are elementary school. One of my really good friends, I remember- uh, <laughs> Really telling, really yeah, telling. Really, I'm not, I'm lying, I'm not lying. One of my really good friends, man. Uh, and I still, I still got a lot of love for him or whatever, I, even though I don't really communicate with him like that. I remember uh, somebody told him, we was in fourth grade, I remember somebody told him I said something about his little sister. And I was like, man, I ain't say nothing about his little sister. And he's like, nah, man, nah. And I ain't gonna say his name or whatever, but I remember he was trying to fight me. And I remember I was running from him. Cause he's like mm. Beanie Se- he was like Beanie Siegel and state property. Like he had, you know, you you hear about people who got hands. Nah, mm-hmm. this man had fist. Like he had fist. And I wasn't ready, bro. Cause I seen him knock people out. Like I seen he hit you, he hit you, people don't get up. Like that's the type of hit that he and we like. Yeah. And Deontay Wilder, like power. Like he hits you one time. It's over, Johnny. All and I'm talking, I'm not talking about like all his fights like that. It's not like it's just soft. He he picked on soft dudes. Mm-hmm. He only picked on people that was tougher than him or somebody that thought they were slick. He and he hit them oh, one he time. He's yeah, yeah, he he fight, he he we eight, nine. He fighting seventh graders, eighth graders. Like he and he knocking them out like one hit. Boop, like two piece, boop, boop, sleep. Two piece, boop boop, sleep. Everybody sleep. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want no problems with you, bro. We friends. That's why I'm your friend. I'm your friend. I've been in your house. Your mama know me. What you do? I'm saying all the stuff I can say. The disputes, <laughs> bro. Why are you listening to these people, man? They trying to cause division between you and I. Uh huh. He's like, and all I remember him saying was something. I don't even remember what he said. I just remember he was. I was like, yo, man, what you doing? Stop, stop. And I just remember I woke up. I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm just up. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the sand, bro. I'm in the sand. I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, listen, man. I'm telling the A on my report card, man. I got knocked smooth out, bro. I was like, yeah. I woke up. I was in the sand, and then I remember all I remember is the girl that I like. She was patting me on my chest, like on my chest, like, hey, wake up, Chris, wake up, wake up. She patted me on my chest, and I remember I was fine. Like I didn't feel no pain. Like that's the wildest part. He hit so hard, no pain, just knocked out. Knock smooth out. I'm a big dude, bro. It take a lot to knock me out, bro. He, and me, I was just, I just woke up and my face, my <laughs> face didn't hurt. Jaw didn't hurt nothing. I just remember my lights was out, bro. I wake up and I'm about, oh, the first thing I saw was her face, and I, the, I was embarrassed, embarrassment, bro. Mm-hmm. So I just get hot, and I remember I picked up a brick. I was like, I'm about to knock this dude to smooth. She's like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, no, don't do it. I'm like, nah, he, nah. and I'm about to just walked away, and I'm about to sitting down on the little, the little radiators or whatever back in the outside of the playground, whatever. I remember later on that day, 
Uh, this is the wild part. He came up to me and he apologized. Mm. He's like, my bad, bro. I found out that you really was telling me the truth. And uh, that's why I'm saying I'm sorry, man. Like, I just I just didn't, I just couldn't have nobody in the school playing with my little sister. Mm. And a piece of me understood that because I know how close he was to his little sister. Mm-hmm. But the other piece of me didn't understand, like, dog, but I told you that. Like, I have no, <laughs> I've, I had no reason to lie to you, bro. Like, zero percent, bro. Because I, I know what's going to I knew this was going to happen. I was like, this whole situation, I foresaw this, which is why I was telling you this. But for mm-hmm. him, it was a matter of principle. Like, I got to show people that y'all, y'all don't play with my sister. So he Keeping it basically, I was an example <laughs> to all everybody else to know, like, dog, you don't play with my sister. I'm gonna knock you smooth out. And it's like, dog. So I remember after that point, I remember I had to cool off on hanging out with him. I was like, man, I can't really be moving with you, bro. You don't you don't listen when I be trying to talk to you, bro. So those my those my three examples. Listen, man, I told a real story, bro. I got knocked smooth, smooth out, bro. I remember I, I woke up, I was in the sand. Now I was mid-sentence. Woke up, I was in the sand, bro. I thought about a few things there. It's not exactly accurate, but didn't Craig pick up a brick to bro, knock that's out Debo? My, my mind went to that. <laughs> D, this man was bigger than Debo. Like imagine a dark skinned Debo, a dark skinned Debo. Because I'm big, he big, he bigger. Did that even make sense? I'm big, he bigger than me. I'm I was like, about no. to say because you look at Craig and Smokey. Craig was bigger than Smokey, you know, like larger, right? Yeah. But then Craig had Debo, and Debo was the biggest motherfucker on the box. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's who that's who son was. He was the, he was the the alpha, bro. He's the alpha at that time. He's, he's the alpha. The the second thing is, uh, Chris, you, you you got put in the sand. So I mean, sand got in your hair. I know you must have been really upset about that because you don't like dirt. But you said you didn't feel nothing. Is that just because you got a soft chin? Don't do that. First of all, <laughs> I've been I've been punched in the face before <laughs> by by much larger men than that. <laughs> and <laughs> smaller men than that too, and it's like I'll eat those. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just a testament to his. He had different. He had a different type he, of power. He got a fist. He had a different. He had a different type of power, bro. Like I can't describe. It didn't hurt. I was just out. out. He, boom, out, out. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, listen uh, man, I'm just, that's just that's just. I'm just laughing at that, but. <laughs> What I started to hear from you, man, it's talking about like the art of the finesse. And I feel like everybody's getting really good, like getting really skillful with the art of the finesse. We all finessing each other. And on my homies, not homies aspect of this, man, um, I've been, I'm really perceptive. I can, I can read people fairly well. And I am pretty honest, but that's, even more so in my adult life. As a kid, my trajectory was to get here, mm. uh, but it, it took me a, a little bit of while to get here. So um, I remember, well, in, in, in college, I, I told a story. Well, actually, just last week, we were talking about women, and, you know, women hate women. You know, I was sh- talking about some of my different relationships that I had and how I was in my, my fuckboy mode and all of that stuff. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily um, cheating on any of these women in college, but I just wasn't being the dude that they wanted me to be. And uh, one of them in particular, I won't, I won't say any t- timing of it because if you know me or her, then you'll know who I'm talking about, but everybody probably already know this shit anyway. Um, but I was pretty much the one that was the wrong, the bad guy. And I, and I took that because I know what I did. I basically just stopped talking to this guy. I ghosted. Yeah, I ghosted. And um, I think it was a couple months later, now I've moved on. I ghosted and moved on to someone else. And uh, one of my homies, you know, one day he came to me and he said, uh, "Yeah, Mike, I got to tell you something." 
And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> and he's like, so, uh, you know, I'm gonna just call her old girl. <laughs> That's what I'm called. He said, um, me and old girl, uh, we've been hooking up. And this is my homie. Uh, close homie. I won't give you more detail than that because you'll probably be able to know if you get mm-hmm. the timer right. Real close homie was like, yo, basically me and your ex, we, we hooking up. So my mind immediately goes off. Homies not homies. Like, come on, bro. But the reality was she was not one of the untouchables. Now, I'm going to get into some, <laughs> some real nuance, I think, in a bro code. There are some women, right, that you may date or hook up with or be with in some definition or the other that you're going to say she's off limits. Like you don't even want a stranger <laughs> to, to talk to her. You're like, no, nobody better not ever talk to her. Like, nah, quote unquote, she's mine. Right. And then there's someone where you're like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, I, just, I, just, I just don't care. Like, you know, not that I don't care about her per se, but like, I don't, it's, it's not that deep. Right. <laughs> and in this case, uh, he was like, yeah, we are, we hooking up. And I'm like, Really? Like in, <laughs> I can't even get his detail because that's going. <laughs> but I was like near me. He was just like you know. I he was like yeah, man. We like we've been hooking up for like the last month. And I was just like he's like I feel real bad about it, but I just want to tell you. I put on my straight face. I said cool, do your thing, man. Because at the end of the day, I was just like you know what I did what I did to her, and I've moved on, and we're not even friends. Me and this girl, or she's one of the few girlfriends that we're not friends with, but I ain't got no beef, but obviously I was the breakup or, or the ghoster. But I was just like, damn, the homie's sleeping with my ex-girlfriend. Homies ain't homies. Um, but that is to say, me and he, we, we reconciled really quickly in that moment. I was like, yo, man, I ain't gonna hold this against you. Um, just don't do it again. True fact of the matter is, when I go on to meet Erica, I kept Erica away from this dude about a good year and a half, two years. <laughs> so I was just like, not going to happen again. Uh, but then after years go by, he earns my trust again and we become really, really, really cool again. Uh, Chris, you're looking at me with some wild eyes and really high eyebrows. Um, how you feeling? It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I always have like at least one story where you're just like, nah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, bro. I'm just, I'm, it's a matter of principle <laughs> to me. It's like, what you, what you talking about? What you, what do you say? Like, I, I probably wouldn't, I think the words wouldn't even formulate in the words in my mind. Somebody say something like that to me. I'm like, what are you talking about right now? Like, because the big, <laughs> the first thing, the first piece about it is not, y'all not together. So mm-hmm. anything she do is not your problem. Correct. But the fact that she, pursue someone that you know or mm-hmm. vice versa or somebody you know pursue her is p- a problem to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, that was my, wait, what? That's, wait, you, how, what? You supposed to be my mans though. It's like, you my mans though. It's like, yeah, but you know, y'all not together, right? It's like, yeah, but you my mans though. It's like, yeah, but y'all not together. It's like, I get that. But you my mans, ain't you? It's like, yeah, then why is you, what you doing, bro? You, you chasing my footsteps? <laughs> You my shadow? Yeah, what, fuck, what, you talk, what we talking about right now? What we doing right now, bro? Like, I, And I feel like that, but that's also part of what I said a couple episodes back, like about pride. It's a matter of pride to me. It's like, bro, you really mm-hmm. trying to be with the girl I was just with, bro? Like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? What's up with you, bro? Like, what's up with you? Like, I got, mate, I don't know. I know what I'm saying. It's not going to come to blows or nothing like that, but it's going to really 
probably put me in a point where I'm like, oh, I got, I can't trust this individual. Like that's the, mm-hmm. that's immediately where my mind will be. I go, oh, you're not a trustworthy person. And for it to go on for months and you're not telling me or a month and then you're not telling me, that's even worse. Cause I mean, you felt some sort of guilt or shame about it mm-hmm. to the point where you feel like you needed to hide it as opposed to just being straight with me and coming to me like a man, like, yo, I'm doing this, man. This, this, this opportunity fell into my lap or this relationship is now manifested. I just wanted to let you know, so there's no hard feelings. That's a totally different mm-hmm. conversation than, yes, listen, man, I've been knocking down your old girl and, uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to let you know, and we've been doing this somewhere kind of close to you, bro. It's like, what the, f- what you trying to say? Like, are you playing with me right now, bro? Like, <laughs> You're playing with me right now. Where the camera's at? <laughs> now, two more stories, because you're going to get more, even more in that bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't tell the full extent of the story, but I'll tell the first half of it, because it's just how homies ain't homies. And it's kind of how, it started off a little bit about how old boy went and told old girl that you liked her. So, um, there is, is a homie that's still in my life, again, because I reconciled all of these things, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was this girl in school that I had met through my homie. She was a real good friend of his, but it was totally platonic at the time. But he's real flirtatious and he's used to getting um, what he wants because mm-hmm. he's a beautiful individual. And uh, he introduces me to this girl and I'm like, oh, okay, like she cool. And me and this girl, we end up talking a good little bit. There's a lot of a little flirting there. And my homie's off doing whatever he's off doing because homies was homies at the time. And I let him know like, yo, I like this girl. Um, and like she cool peoples. I want to move on that. He said, Oh, word. Like, yeah. And he was like, you know, he 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 shared that he kind of liked her too, but he always saw her as a friend. And to be honest, she wasn't necessarily his physical type, but mm-hmm. like his emotional type, she absolutely was. Right. She's the person he needed to be with, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, versus the people person he saw himself with. And so we go out one night to a club. And this is when we're in college. So, you know, we didn't have to get fake IDs, but you had to pay for your drinks. Or you couldn't, you couldn't get drinks. So, you know, we got all drunk before. Pre-game is what we would call it. And then we went off to the club. And we get to the club. I see the girl. And, you know, I start talking to her. And we talking, we talking. And then I go away to, like, you know, talk to my homies over on the other side of the bar. And I see him talking to her. And they dance or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. Keep it cool. I don't really talk to her after because I'm like, they just hanging out or whatever. But they were in, like, he was in her face. You know what I mean? Like, he was in her face. And I was like, huh. But I left it alone. Because I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, so the next day, we go to breakfast. And uh, the homie showed me that he wasn't a homie. He said, uh, like, so yeah, I hooked up with, what's name last night? I said, what? Yeah, yeah, we hooked up. And I'm like, Word? He like, yeah. <laughs> so just like in that moment with, you know, the other homie and old girl, I had a moment where I paused. I was like, what do you do with this information that you now have? Uh, do you do what you feel like you should do in your stomach? <laughs> or do you play it cool and just say, it's all good, bro? Because at the end of the day, she wasn't my girl, right? She wasn't my lady. I just said, I basically just called dibs, basically. And he didn't honor the dibs and he went further than not honoring the dibs. And you know what I said? I just asked him one question. I said, so how was it though? He was like, oh, it wasn't all that. And I was like, why? He's like, I was too drunk. So I'm like, oh, you, what, what, he was like, yeah, man, it, it wasn't that good. It was, it was really quick and it was, it was over with. 
And so, you know, Chris, you know what I did? I took that, I stored it in the back of my mind, and I would just leave it here. I had an interaction with this girl. Meanwhile. <laughs> in the future. And uh, I will say our stories did not end the same way. Mm. And to bring the story to a close with that particular homie, it took me a really long time to, you can see a trend here. I'll accept the moments where you're being fraudulent. I'll accept it. Because there's certain things I'm willing to accept, certain things I'm not with women and, you know, hooking up and all that stuff. I have a really peculiar perspective on like how all that shit works in real life with like hooking up and stuff. I'm not as stringent as I am in certain areas. And I will make you work to show me that that's a moment in life, which I'm willing to accept. That's a moment in life where I make this decision. And I think it's to the ultimate point that we get to is like, we don't really have many friends uh, where they ain't homies. Now I've said, I kept these homies in my life. Right. But do know like when you tell your lady, you don't keep the score, but you really keep the score. I got the score. I know the score, but I've chosen to let it go. It's like you forgive, but you have not forgotten. So this homie, it's still a really good homie of mine. Both of those homies that I told you about were in my wedding. Um, they came to the wedding. They were part of those celebrations. And, you know. <laughs> and so that's just to say that, like, you know, the homies ain't homies, but just do know that Mike is always going to be a homie, no matter what. <laughs> if you got Mike as your homie, if you got me as your homie, I'm a homie. But there are some people in my life where they wasn't homies. But I chose allow them to make up for it and i was like you know homies can be homies again so those chris are my two stories i'm gonna drop i don't like either of those stories <laughs> as a man I'm, I'm back in my as a man bag like from each season one as a I'm man i'm in my alpha bag <laughs> yeah, as a man what the what are we doing bro what are we doing bro like i guess i, I feel like i feel like that's one of the main things that people get when they get to know me bro it's like integrity bro you ain't gotta worry about me doing nothing to snake you out never it's not like, cause I'm a, like that was, that's some sucker stuff, bro. That's sucker stuff. Both times. Oh, a thousand percent. Both thousand times. Percent. Both times. It's like, bro, this is my man. You're supposed to be my man. It's like, you're not my friend. You're my man. It's like, you're my, like, you're not my boy. Hey. You might, you might like supposed to be like my brother. Like I could never. And it's like, bro, oh my God. Like all I had, all I have is judgment and scorn for these individuals, bro. And I know you don't have words. <laughs> like I could never. I could never, like, there's no way. Like, you know, like, you know, if you did something, if, I remember one time, I remember one time Jamal called me and this after a period of me and Jamal and I talking for a long time, but that's not mm -hmm. rare for anybody that know me. Like I can go months without calling somebody yeah. and just call somebody out the blue and say, hey, you trying to go do something? They'd be like, what? I'm like, yo, it's my treat. Let's go do something. So he called me out the blue. I'm in the apartment. And he real exasper exasperated. Like, he's exasperated. I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, bruh, 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 I need you. I need you. I need you, man. I need you. I need you to show up at this place at this time doing this. I was like, what? He's like, bro, are you going to be, are you going to come through or not, bro? And I remember I was quiet. Mm. And I really just did the plus and minuses in my head. And I was like, nah, man. This my man's. He said he need me. He need me. I was like, where do you need me? Where and when, bro? He's like, what? I was like, where and when? Well, you need me. Where and when, bro? Just tell me the place and the time, bro. I'm going to be there, bro. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be there. Whatever you need, whatever you got to get into, I'm going to be there. And mm -hmm. he's just like, for real? I was like, yeah. He's like, bro, I was just calling to see. I was like, what, you testing me? Mm. <laughs> he's like, I mean, 
nah, but kinda. And I was like, yeah, yes, you, yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, bro. It sounds like a yes to me, bro. It's like if you need me, I'm gonna be there, bro. Just cause I I know I don't be talking to y'all like that, don't mean I don't love y'all. Like y'all, y'all my man's, all y'all, you know, mm-hmm. Josh, Ma, all y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know, y'all my man's. He's just like, damn, okay. Well, I you a real, you know, and he said that. And mm-hmm. I was like, but that's not, I was like, it's not though. It's like I'm just being a man. I'm a man and y'all, I'm you my boy. Like, if you need me, call me. And I'm like that mm-hmm. with everybody I know. Like, if you need me, call me. You know what I'm saying? And I always pick up the phone. That's something I always tell you. You be like, Chris, man, you're not that good with a phone. I was like, but whenever you call, do I pick up, though? you like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, every time, no matter the time, right? He's like, you're right. I was like, that's right. If anybody call me, I pick up the phone. So, you know, I just can't imagine, bro. And then you had the, the gall to feature these individuals <laughs> in your special day. They came to my wedding. Look, now look, now look. Chris. While I <laughs> sat on the sidelines. <laughs> the temerity. Now, I, I say this all to say is, is if there if there is a, a an arc, uh continuous arc in this in both seasons of Beyond Hood and Evil, um you can see that in me for sure. That I can reconcile. <laughs> With my ex-girlfriends, <laughs> whether I treated them poorly or they treated me poorly, or whether it's with some of the homies where they make some mistakes, right? Um, for me, at the end of the day, it's about who do you show up 100% of, like, out of 100 times, or just make it real simple, out of 10 times, how do you show up? So in those instances, it was one, one tick. I was like, okay, cool. So nine times out of 10, you're going to do right by me. One time out of 10, you ain't. And then I continued to keep that score. How many times do they not do this? Because there's certain things that I'll double up. Now, we may all have our different measures and weights for what things will count, not count, double count, triple count, just knock you all the way out. You know what I mean? Like there's there's certain things that just happen. And so for me, it was easier for me to be able to say in that first instance with the homie that slept with that girlfriend is just like, I love that now. I'm just not the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I ghosted her, but she slept with the homie. Mm. So if any of our homegirls around school still think that I'm a jerk, or in my favorite words, think I'm a hoe, I'm going to be like, did your homegirl tell you what she did? Second point is with the homie, I'm like, yo, man, I'm glad you got some cheeks. I'm happy you did. I'm, uh, I hope it was great. In my mind, I'm like, do this again. We'll put hands on you. And I know stuff about you. <laughs> so don't make me treat you poorly. Like <laughs> different. Because, because I know stuff much, about you is crazy. I could put my hands on you I, and I know stuff no, about you. No, I know stuff about you is crazy. That's the wildest <laughs> part. That's the wildest <laughs> phrase I've ever heard in my life to allude to something that you don't want to allude to. But that's crazy. That's disrespectful. Go ahead. <laughs> so you know what I mean? That's just where I'm at. Because I'm like, I'm a real trustworthy person. I never want to use that shit. But if you're going to really do some wild shit, then I just, I have to let go of all the things that keep me in order, right? Because then I'm just, I'm a wild boy at that point. We all got it in us. So I'm like, yo, bro, I'm going to give you another chance. Because in this case, this is only one scratch for Mark for me. But nine times out of 10, he done showed up in my life. So now I just have the story that I do like to tell that he's very aware of that I would say he's not necessarily ashamed of, but he feels bad about, right? And I don't give him any more grief about it. The second homie, same thing. Very much so the same thing. I know your true insecurities. (laughs) I know them. So I also had to help build them up, right? So as much as you are who you are, I know who you 
are. So I'm going to let this one slide. I'm going to let this one slide because I ultimately won in that situation anyway. These would all be different situations, Chris, if I also lost. Right? You know what I'm saying? So just to bring even more context to it, I won in all of these situations. <laughs> so it made it a little bit easier for me to say, you know what? I'll move on from this. So when homies ain't being homies, I'm keeping the score. <laughs> I have receipts. <laughs> and I will always make a choice. And I will lean into the choice for forgiveness, not to forget. And I will let you do as you are until you no longer should be around. I guess. I guess. I guess. But I think the real moral of the story is that you need more friends like me. People <laughs> with integrity that don't need, you don't need to keep scoring. Will they call you all the time? No. Will they check in on you? No. No. But will they be there for you when you need them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are they, do they have integrity? Yes. yes. Can you trust them around your women? Yes. Yes. <laughs> can you trust them with your? Can you take them at their word when they say they're going to do something? Yes. Yes. Can you confide <laughs> in them and know it won't go anywhere else? Yes. <laughs> now, Why? I say, because I'm a man. <laughs> I Chris, am a man about my. I, 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 as we bring this episode to a close, uh, folks, Chris won't even hug my wife. Chris has known my wife uh, almost as long as I've known my wife. <laughs> Because <laughs> when I met her, there were some circles. He probably met her a couple months later or something. So he, he's known her for 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 over a decade. He has a relationship with this person, meaning they they have a connection, right? Even though it's through me, they have a connection. They can talk about things when I am not there, right? But Chris will not hug this woman. When we go out to dinner or when he comes to hang out at the crib and he's about to leave, this man gives her a handshake. That's right. Handshake. Right. And then at this stage, she would always say, like, is it me? And I would just say, nah, that's just, that's just Chris. Yes. And she just laughs because there's nothing about a hug that is wrong. That's not. I will hug your girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you don't have a problem with that. Nope. Because <laughs> you're like, Mike is a married man. He's a married and man. That's all. So he's a married hey, man. Yo, not even that I'm a hugger. He's a married man. <laughs> Also, I'm a trusted. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a trustworthy man. I won't. Yes, I won't. That's right. Girl. That's right. Same thing. Like like Josh. Josh want to get my girl a hug. It's Handsome fine. Jones. Handsome Jones. That's fine. You know what I'm saying, Jamal. You want to get my girl a hug. That's fine. You know what I'm saying, Just. You know what I'm saying, Diego. That's fine. You know what I'm saying. It's fine. You know, one of my mentors will get my. That's fine. You know, but to my other two individuals. Mm. <laughs> no. Wash your hands, bro. No. Chance. You better give a pat, do not give a rub, up and down, in a circle, none of that. Do not make her feel good. Okay. Don't stay too long, bro. <laughs> and, and to wrap it up for the podcast, I'll say, uh, you should have more friends like me too, Chris. <laughs> yeah, forgiving friends. <laughs> forgiving friends. Yeah, forgiving friends. But <laughs> use, use with who? Friends when? that will keep receipts, but they're still not cash. They're not cashing checks. You know what I mean? You know, friends that do keep the score, but they don't look at the scoreboard all the time. You know, friends that are just going to be there, friends that are going to be supportive, friends that you know you can lean on. Chris, you know what kind of friend I am, yeah. but I am one of those very much so. Yeah, you're a menace. Friends. You're a menace. You keep you keep uh, secret records in your mind. It's just to make sure. Just to know. <laughs> just, 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 just to make sure when, uh, when all hell breaks loose and we want to know how did this start, I got a receipt. 
I gotta let you know. Now I could misremember some shit. I could along the way. I could misremember something, so we can have a conversation before I drop you in the sand, Chris. <laughs> I'll hear you out. <laughs> See, I, and I ain't got those kind of hands. I ain't got those kind of hands at all. But what I'm saying is the emotional and mental abuse I'm about to give to you right now because I kept receipts, and if it needs to get physical, then I ah, fine. It'll take us a long time before we get to physical. But if it needs to get there, then at least I have the receipts so we can be very clear why homies ain't homies. Mm, I guess. I don't know. Also, don't believe that you should fight your friends. That's something I don't believe in. That's, 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 that's why personal... I said it takes a long way to get there. It doesn't yeah. get there. But that's not what people believe nowadays. You be fighting each other over the dumbest stuff. You, you said this. Like, bro, I'm not about to fight you. My man. Like, I'm not about to fight you, bro. You got, yeah. If we got to fall out, we can fall out. But I'm not about to put my hands on you, bro. I'm not going to disrespect nah. you in that way. You know what I'm saying? And real talk, Chris, ain't no strangers either. I ain't put my hands on no strangers. I got too much to lose. That too. But also, it's just, I don't know. That's something I always thought about. Because it's like I always. Anytime I've been in a physical altercation, it always go, I always escalate to a level where it's not regular. So it's like, I know what I'm capable of doing. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think it makes sense for me to get in a fight with somebody. Because if I'm in a fight, it's like, we not fighting. We like fight for our life. Because I know yeah, where it's going to go. Death. Yeah, more or less. Like every time, like it's every time. It's just always, I'm throwing you down the bleachers. I'm kicking you through a door. I'm throwing you out the window. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, it's going there. It's going to be, we, it's up. When it's up, it's up. So what's up? Where you want to go? You want to get crazy? Get crazy. And it's up. And it's up. And it's up. <laughs> I love flying, man. What's up? I'm with all. I'm with any and all things, bro. Um, but I don't like. That's why I don't like that type of stuff. I don't like that type of energy. It make you feel, make your body get hot. You know. Yeah, I don't like make that. Make you feel like an animal, bro. At the end of the day, get your friend like me. I stomp your head for you. I stomp somebody's head for you. Unless I don't know you. That's a podcast. Blow. <laughs> Appreciate you, baby. Appreciate you too, man.